0: Alright, here we go. One, two, three. We're on. We're on. <laughs> we've been on for like a while. Good morning. Good morning. You know, it, this is Breakfast with Sis, and we've learned to tell everybody that this is Breakfast with Sis. So, welcome to Breakfast with Sis. I'm Dad, and you are?
1: Sis, a.k.a. A- Allie.
0: A.k.a. Allie. Allie K. Design, if you're on, I guess, Instagram. Instagram. You're not Allie K. Design anywhere else, are you? Nope. On Facebook, you're... Ally Koch. Ali Koch Which on Facebook. It took
1: me a while to switch that over. I Everyone know. was like, what? Why are you switching it to Allie?
0: <laughs> hey, our 20th show was a big a big show. We had we had a blast. A show number 21. We have guests coming up. So this is like two in a row that we've done without a guest. We, yeah. we We like to try to bounce it back and forth to where we have a guest on one show and then it's just you and me on one show. But this is two back-to-back. And and uh, then we'll have a string of guests coming up. Yeah, we have some probably
2: two guests back to back.
0: Two guests back to back. You you want to tease one of our guests that we got coming up? Eh. No? no, no. We'll <laughs> <just keep> it <laughs> no, it's just a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> it's a total secret. So if there's a, I couldn't think of, of a bigger, te- I couldn't think of a bigger tease than that right there. No, it's a secret. The, the, was there anything that you wanted to talk about today?
1: I see him twice a week. That's a big tease.
0: Okay. You better explain that because if we're not talking about Landon, then that <laughs> could be something <laughs> bad. That's all I'm going to say. No. We don't want to leave people with that. Everybody well, you
1: know it's not bad. Okay. Because you approve.
0: Uh, okay. Well, all right. That's true. So, does it help you get better? Yes. Okay. So, I guess people will probably fill in the blanks from there. Yeah? Okay. I so can
1: already see their their brains are so spinning. when
0: we were when we talked last time I told you that I was on my way to speak to a group of college kids yeah um, it was student athletes mm-hmm. at a uh, at a college in Kansas and um, I finally landed on a topic remember we were we talked yeah. last week about you know what was the topic you very and, and and well you know I had four written down I was bouncing back and forth but
1: Do you do a pros and cons list?
0: Uh, Similar, not really a pros and cons, but I do similar type of things. But I find inspiration in a lot of different places. And so I was riding my bike. I did a 26-mile bike ride and was listening to some other podcasts. And one of the things that um, just kind of popped out when I was listening to this was they started talking about one of my topics. I know it, and I'm like hey that sounds actually really cool when they talk about that and so I kind of went back turned off the podcast and I rode the last 11 miles just kind of in silence mm-hmm. you know normally I like you know music or podcasts or something going on I like silence I know and I, so I rode the last 11 miles in just silence and just kind of wrote the whole thing in my head
1: most Is it of, not driving nuts so you can't write it down
0: Oh my goodness! There are plenty of times that I pull over <laughs> and tap something into my phone so I don't forget it. Yeah, because it's like a brilliant idea at the moment. Yeah. And if I don't write it down, I will absolutely. F- Does that ever happen to you?
1: Yeah, I'll get up in the middle of the night and just. I have
0: done that. Oh yeah. I have done that. I keep uh, notes on my I phone. Maybe I am. Maybe I am weird, but I actually keep something to write with next to my bed. And, and I just mostly, use my phone. Well. Because I wear glasses, sometimes it's easier just to scrawl it <laughs> to out it. You don't in have r- to see big it. letters. I don't have to see it. Versus, um, I've tried typing without my glasses in the dark before, and I I, I try to read it back and go, I don't even know what this <laughs>
1: means. <laughs> Siri tries to help you. Yeah,
0: it's like, it's like no, I see translation. I can't no. figure. I can't figure this out. So, uh, and what came out of it was just kind of a little bit of of all of the things that I had put together and. It, was, it it. kind of linked off of something that I'd done before, and, you know, I'm standing in front of all of these student-athletes, and not very many people know this, but I, at one point in time, was a student-athlete. I yeah. played basketball all the way through high school and had the privilege of playing in college. Now, granted, it was a small school. Yeah. It was a little bitty school. I mean, there were plenty of times that there were more people on the bench than there were in <laughs> the stands, but, <laughs> yeah, that's just part of playing college basketball and some of these um, smaller schools but I did have an opportunity to play and I look back and I think okay what could I have told myself my younger self uh, getting ready for this and man there were so many things for instance a perm was not a good (laughs) idea. I, I, it was a good
1: if, idea because now your kids laugh at it.
0: Uh, well, okay. So if I was going for humor for my future children, then the perm was a great idea. I'll tell you something else that wasn't a great idea. Bell bottoms were not a great idea. Bell, yeah. Bell they bottom. Are. No. It no. Right bell now. bottoms were not a great idea in the seventies and in the eighties, and bell bottoms are not a great idea now. Mm. If anybody's listening, bell bottoms <laughs> are not a great idea. High waisted pants are coming back. Oh yeah, I just bought not a pair Not a yesterday. great idea. Not a great idea. No
1: guys were high waisted. Well, pants?
0: some unfortunately did high waisted, um, acid washed, oh blazy, b- um, b- not blazy, but um, um, parachute like. Oh, those puffy, are it. And and scrunchy at the bottom.
1: Those are those are the. You know the who made thing. those?
0: You know who made those famous?
1: Um, that's, ice, ice baby. Oh, I thought it was the the other dude. It's like, um, oh crap, was oh. it?
0: The guy who's doing the commercials da, for na, na, na. Hammer Time. Na, na.
1: Na, na. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Hammer Time. MC Hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, those are, by the way, that was a bad fashion choice. You know, at six foot five, and of course in college, I weighed about 180, which I don't weigh 180 now. But uh, in college, six foot five, 180 with uh, parachute pants oh or gosh. parachute jeans that were high waist, not. Trust me, if I could go I'm back,
2: that
1: you could even afford it. If I
0: could go back, I would whisper and go, "No, don't do that." And then the other thing was, if I didn't have those on, I always had on cowboy boots, which you know that's not a really a big deal. But no. I mean, I wore the same cowboy boot. I think I resold my favorite pair of cowboy boots ten times oh before I finally. Uh, it was a sad, it was a sad day. So I so the whole thing was, what do I tell these kids? Um, And I think it came back to, you know, what would I tell myself if I was sitting in the stands? And there was a ton of things, but I had to keep it simple. Yeah. Because I do remember back to that age that, and here's what I remember. I have a short
2: listening span.
0: Yeah, I don't remember anything. That's what I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I remember like one thing from certain professors. I had this
1: conversation today. What's like the earliest you could like remember? Remember everything? Fourth grade was my Earliest?
0: earliest. And you probably only remember one thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I remember like bits and pieces, yeah. like my teachers and snacks. I was
0: in a non-drug fog <laughs> because I wasn't smart enough to do drugs. And while I probably, uh, well, true confession, I mean, I, I, I drank like everybody else in college and it took two times before I was cured of ever drinking again where I'm pretty sure I threw up my insides mm. and well, it cured me. Too, yeah. It cured me at that point. There's certain things now that I can't even smell. It just makes me, ugh. but so there were certain things I'd go back and say, don't do that. That obviously will lead to, ugh. and those pictures, by the way, that you're taking and posting right now. Oh, please don't die. You know, so there's a lot of things, but the one thing I do remember is that I don't remember much. <laughs> and so I had, I had to keep it really, really simple Three things, Yeah. three things, and the challenge was, just remember one, (laughs) I don't care which
2: one, (laughs) I don't care
0: which one, three things, but just remember one, if you walk out of here with one of these three things, it's going to be a win for you, it's going to be a win for me, and it's going to be a win for the future, so, you want to know what three things are? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Number one, and this is no surprise to anybody, uh, but you were put here for a purpose. Yep. Everybody has a purpose. And where I've really been getting to, as I unpack more and more on purpose—I mean, when I wrote the Kingmaker, it was all about purpose and integrity—and the Newsmaker leans more into purpose. You know, I'm, f- uh, you know, I'm 54 now, and I'm still, I'm still trying to fully grasp the enormity mm-hmm. of purpose in our life. A- and if I could tell the younger me one thing, it would be this. I, I was put here for a purpose, and I should spend time discovering that. <clears throat> now, here's the thing. Unlike declaring a major when you're in college, which, by the way, has got to be the goofiest and hardest They're and, making and high schoolers things, do that I, now. So, at that point, you know, uh, yeah, I've got to declare a major, and I've got to determine what I'm going to do the rest of the life. I'm not even more close to the things I studied in school. Yeah. Although the things I studied in school, I ended up using. Yeah. But you know, why declare a major? All I'm saying is start paying close attention to the things that you get really passionate about because that ends up being your purpose, and your purpose ends up being why why you're here. You're here for a reason. Why you're here, and here's here's a list of things to pay attention to, and it's a really simple list. What are your talents? What are your skills? And what are your resources? That's it. If you start thinking about that, your purpose starts to come come together because what happens is the things you get really excited about tend to be the things that um, evolve around that.
1: What do you mean when you say resources?
0: So anything that you have, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's, um, you know, maybe you have a car, maybe you don't have a car, maybe you have a house, and, you know, you're really passionate about entertaining And hosting people, right? Um, uh, You know, maybe your resources are... Maybe it is money. And a lot of people think of resources as money. But a lot of times resources can be just your time. Yeah. And so what are the things that you have that you can use for other people? Now, here is the catch. Because at 18, 19, 20, 21, we're still kind of putting together Mm -hmm. this whole purpose thing. You know what you're passionate about? You can probably... You can probably get pretty close, right? The things that really jazz you. But I will tell you this. There is a common denominator in everyone's purpose. Common denominator. And you do need to pick a side and declare a major on this one common denominator. What? You either choose a purpose that is that leans into compassion and love, or you choose a purpose that leans into judgment. There is no getting around that
1: is there a right or wrong
0: uh yes there is a right or wrong you want to you you, you want to lean into love because if you have a purpose of judgment and and if you say i'm really passionate but what if about someone's this
1: purposes of judgment Then then did they really find their purpose
0: well so uh, no no and, and and it ends up being it really ends up being a false purpose. I mean, you can come back and say, "Hey, my purpose in life is to um, help people," but yet my story is one of judgment. Guess what? False purpose. I'm not really helping people. I'm yeah. judging them, right? Um, if I if I if I if I come up and and this is really an interesting, this is really an interesting thing because a lot of times the purpose in our head. Mm-hmm doesn't end up being the purpose that we live mm-hmm. well I mean think about it I mean we, we, we make goals all the time Yeah. And and a lot of times we say okay here's what I want to do I want to be I want to be a nice person I want to do this I want to do that and if I ask people to list priorities give me your top priorities in life what do you think people normally say give me a list what are your top priorities in life
1: to be happy
0: okay what else
1: Oh, just the like general or like yeah. my. Give me your top three priorities. Uh, top my three. top.
0: Th- yeah, top three priorities.
1: Um, to make sure that I'm taken care of, okay. happy, okay, healthy, okay. Uh, make sure the people around me are okay. happy. Yeah,
0: uh, those are those are great. If I say prioritize the things that are important to you in your life, what would you say?
1: Like things or yeah, like
0: people, things, whatever.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Family. Okay. Friends. Uh huh. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> cactuses. Cats.
0: Hopefully Jesus makes the list somewhere. Jesus. <laughs> he made your middle school my list two. on number ten or something like that. So he's my friend. Okay, good. So here's here's the point. As it is with your purpose, these these types of things, this happens all the time. We make lists and look, sis, I've asked this question to a hundred people. 100 people over the years, maybe more than that, because um, I challenged, you know, a 1,000 general managers at Chili's with this. Here's the question I always ask them. Write down, what are your top priorities? And people will say things just like you said, you know, friends, family, God, faith, or, you know, they'll throw that in there. And they'll give me a top three list, you know, faith, family, friends, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And then and then if I ask them to tell me what their last three days look like guess what never lines up
1: their purpose
0: the list so we make a list so we have a mental list but the actual list that we're living out rarely is a i know
1: on my list i never i didn't say ally but i think i put ally before all of those uh, things so
0: i mean and, and and we do this without thinking about it a lot of times purpose is the exact same way i mean we say things like I want to be a caring person. And look, I skin my knee on this more than anybody. One of the reasons why I post about leading with love as much as I do on social media, so that it is a reminder to me mm-hmm. more than anyone else that I need to think about this on a regular basis. Yeah. Because it it's 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 one thing to say it, it's something else to completely do live it. it. Right. And so what happens is that we make a list in our head, but The list that we live out at times contradicts the list in our head, Mm -hmm. right? And so if we're not careful, we say things, oh, well, my purpose is to help other people. But yet we have this storyline of judgment. And in reality, we're really not helping other people because we're always judging them. So there's a common theme and you got to choose, but at the end of the day, you're put here for a purpose. Everyone has meaning in life. And if there's anyone listening to this, uh, this is one of the things that comes up a lot and when I'm talking with, you know, the athletic director at the university um, and asking him, you know, what's some of the biggest challenges that students are dealing with today? It is depression and not feeling needed Mm -hmm. or feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. And if there is a single message, whether you're a millennial, uh, an exer, a a Jenner, a boomer, whatever, doesn't matter, uh, you got to know that you're here for a purpose, you have meaning in life, and when you discover that and lean into it.
1: I feel like a lot of people could go through depression of trying to find their purpose and having a hard time finding it.
0: Well, why do you think that is? I think that's a legitimate because it a statement
1: clarity. Maybe
0: if you try to do it on your own, it's going to be really hard. Yeah, yeah. And one of my favorites, you know, when I was when I was writing the the Kingmaker, I studied a lot of ancient kings mm-hmm. just to try to understand. And one of the ancient kings, of course, you know, you can find a lot of kings. Um, But it's really easy to find a ton of kings in the Bible. I mean, the Bible's just, matter of fact, there's two books called kings, one first king and second king, right? And it's just filled with kings. One of my favorite kings of all time, and there's a couple, but definitely in the top three or four list, is King Solomon.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, One of the wealthiest people. Matter of fact, somebody, I just heard this, somebody actually did the math and converted his wealth into today's numbers. It's staggering, two point one trillion dollars. Whoa! Two point one trillion dollars. That's pers- crazy. Personal wealth, yeah. So that's a T trillion. I mean, you, you just can't even fathom. We throw out million, billion, trillion, gazillion, blah blah blah. Like it's nothing. Trillion is so big. There's it's probably most of the country's GDP, right? Yeah. Um So anyway, and also considered one of the wisest people, he kept a personal journal. He kept a personal diary. And, I mean, if you really want to study a king, get into their diary. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot about the things that they struggled with, blah, blah, blah. And one of the coolest things that he said was this. Two are better than one because there's a good return for the investment. Should one fall, the other is there to pick them up. Mm-hmm. But pity the person who falls and has no one there to pick them up. And I agree with you 100%. I think people struggle Um, with depression, trying to figure out who they are and why they are, a lot of times I think it's because they're trying to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this two shows ago, you know, when uh, Brooke was on the show, and I think it's we should repeat it every chance we get. You you don't have to do life on your own. No. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan. I think everybody needs a counselor. Or somebody yeah. to do life with, or a we, mentor. We, we talked, talked about, about last mentors time. last week. Yeah, we talked about mentors on the last show. And often, I think what happens is we try to do life on our own in this in this closed off. You know, we're one of the most sh- social generations ever, but yet research is really really clear: we have fewer friends than ever. Yeah, close friends, right? And so, um, don't you know? To find your purpose, often you find it in community mm-hmm. with other people. You're put here for a purpose. Uh, you have meaning. And the common denominator is the one thing you have to choose is whether that purpose is going to be based on compassion or judgment. Um, pick that major before you pick anything else. And it will absolutely change your life. Look, but I think
1: everyone's going to default to compassion Well, you know, Okay, judgment. so here's, here's... No one's going to be like, mm, I want a purpose with judgment.
0: Okay. Two lists. I said in college, I said exactly that. I even studied. I even studied theology in school and was on a path into the ministry. I said exactly that, but the list in my head did not match how I lived, and it became it became really really clear. I've got more skin knees from my twenties than I care to share, and some of them I've I've. I've spared you ch- you children <laughs> with, with hearing all those stories only because it would have absolutely freaked you out. But, uh, sis, that's the point. I agree with you. I think everybody in their head chooses compassion. The question is, does their life reflect that? And I, I'll tell you straight up that I struggled with it enormously. Mm-hmm. I absolutely wanted to show compassion, but I found myself judging people uh, almost regularly. And you know why I did it? Because I felt I was being judged and Mm -hmm. the simplest way to alleviate that pain was to judge others to make myself feel better.
1: Your son needs to
2: listen to this podcast.
0: (laughs) We love our son. All right, so that was (laughs) point number one. I my son, that's why I said I love my son. Or (laughs) I said our son, which when I meant mom. Yeah, mom mom and my son. Yeah. So the so that was point number one. We're all here for a reason. We're all here for a purpose. Um, are you getting comfortable today? Yeah. I you are You are like easing into your <laughs> spot today. I love that. Uh, point number two. Life, that was a
1: long point number one. I know it.
0: Can you believe that? I know it. Uh, life is complex.
1: Amen.
0: Find the simple.
1: This, is, many, a good, this is a good one. How many times have
0: you and I had this conversation? So um, This oh, is the gosh. one
1: that I struggle with I most.
0: I know it. So life is complex. And guess what? when you're in and you remember this because I can remember some of those early freshman year Mm -hmm. conversations it is overwhelming oh my gosh and sis how much are we putting on high school day kids today that some kids leave high school with 20 30 hours worth of college stuff because we're trying to accelerate everything that they're doing and the complexity just ramps up yeah uh, research is really clear Um, the The male brain is not anywhere close to being
1: developed until twenty six. School makes everything so much more complicated. Like life, um, actually, I mean, life is pretty complicated, but school is just not needed.
0: Oh, school is needed. You need to be a learner.
1: Not like how they set it up.
0: It could be better. So here was one hundred percent. Here here was the point. And if you are a student athlete, guess what? You have complexity on top of complexity. Because now you're not only in school, but now you're figuring out sports and playbooks and everything else. Here's here's the thing: if I could have told my younger self this, I would have I would have done this. Find the simple in all the complexity. And, and what do I mean by that? Because it sounds really easy to say. Find simple. Always look for the one thing. Um, one of my dear friends, Tanner Corbridge, uh, talks about this all the time when he works in. Um, Healthcare. Yeah. He always talks about the one degree. Tanner Corbridge and Jared Jones actually have developed this amazing insight about finding the one degree. And what's what's the one thing I need to do right now to make a difference? And if I can do that one thing really well, then I can get onto the next thing. And it's small bites. It's small bites. Finding the simple And um, Oh my gosh I can't remember Who said this to you The other day But it was genius You guys were talking about um, To do list To do list yeah. yeah Was that Brooke or It was Brooke It was Brooke And she said Hey look Just Um put three things on your list and do those three things yep. celebrate and then do the next three things mm-hmm. the complexity comes in when i write down everything that i've got to do and i look at that and i become overwhelmed i get anxiety and i, I do can't that do anything still. yeah
1: even though you tell me to do it i still do it
0: I, and it's because everything around us is crushing us it's the it's the theory of small bites what's the small bite that i can bite off right now and do and the world will absolutely just bombard us with as much complexity as we allow ourselves to take in. Find the simple. What's the one thing I need to do right now? Do that one thing, finish it, and then go to the next thing. Yep. And then what you'll find is momentum. You'll find momentum. I get
1: really bad of, like, doing that one thing and then get sidetracked and then mid that one one thing, I start something else, and then I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't finish that other thing. And then it just, like, trickles from there.
0: And it requires focus. And then I've never. You gotta, and I've that's I've a done muscle mo- you've got to fix. I
1: know. And then I've, like, done a lot of things throughout the day, but I never was able to cross off anything on my list because I started way too many things at the same time. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I was busy all day, but I didn't get to check off anything on my to-do list. This
0: takes, this takes some practice. It this does. This takes a little bit of work. It's not something that we're. Uh, I don't think that we're currently hardwired to do, and it requires it requires a little bit of thought. So if I could go back and tell the college version of me, or even the young married version of me, it was life is complex. Look for the simple. What's the one thing I need to do right now, and then go on to the next thing. Right? That is a big. Yawn. You're going to make me yawn now. Sunday. You're just like. You're just like cruising. Into into everything. Okay, so that was point number two. Point number three. You wanna take a guess? You haven't a slightest idea, do you?
1: Well, we already talked about compassion.
0: We talked about purpose and the fact that it should be wrapped in compassion. We talked about the simple. Life is complex. Find simple. The third thing is this.
1: Don't be hard on yourself.
0: Oh uh, man, I should put. I should have put that in there. That's a good one.
1: Yeah. I was way too. I still am way too hard on myself.
0: Uh, that's that's a good one. I should I should have put that on there. Maybe I should do a follow up and send them. It's like, oh, by the way, asterisk, don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, the thing I put on there was, you control your own destiny. Mhm. You can control. Uh, you can control your own destiny. Now, the thing that you have to, the thing you have to keep in mind is there's an old poem. Oh man. In... Invectus or something. I should really remember this. But there's an old poem that says, I am um, the captain of my fate uh, or the captain of my destiny or something like that. I should really look that up. I probably should have used that. Um, This is more about the the choices that we make when we face a circumstance in life. Mm -hmm. Okay? So you always have two choices. Anytime you face a circumstance, something comes at you. And we have some of this in our own family from now, from time and time again, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, all families face it. All individuals face it. Anytime you face a circumstance in life, you always have two choices. You can be a victim or you can be a victor. You can be victorious over your circumstance or you can become a victim of your circumstance and it freezes you and locks you into place and you don't make any movement. You can control your destiny from the standpoint of focusing on what you can control mm-hmm. and not get stuck focusing on what you cannot control and you know i've had this conversation over breakfast many many times
2: mm-hmm.
0: how many times have you heard me say this in the last 13 or 14 years
1: too many to count
0: too many to count probably every week right it looked our ability to control our destiny has everything to do with staying focused on what we can control mm-hmm. and not get wrapped around the axle on the things that we cannot control. Because that's what drags us down. That's what pulls us into this this victim mentality. And that's what prevents us from seeing the bigger picture. And, you know, I did this really cool illustration that I can't do on the podcast, but I'll just put it this way, mind-blowing illustration. It was really cool. I'll show you someday. Okay. I think I've probably showed this to you. Is it the... Index cards. Have you ever seen me do the index card illustration?
1: Where you tear it?
0: No. Well, use a scissor. Use scissors. You cut it? Yeah, yeah. I think
1: so. It's yeah. been a while. It's
0: been a, it's been a while. Mind-blowing. Because what it does is it, it wakes you up to the things that we see. Mm-hmm. We see problems. We see challenges. We see circumstances as they exist. But in reality... Um, when we look at things a little bit differently, we have um, we have better vision, and so I kind of open their eyes to see. Okay, here's 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 what that could look like. Now, look for me. Can
1: you make it in a circle and you expand it. That's it. Yeah. You remember? You
0: remember. remember? Very it. good. Nice. I'll sh- I'll show you when we finish the podcast. I'll, I'll I'll do it for you again. But you know, for me, I love stories as illustrations, and you've you, you've known that about me all my life. And for me. Um I used now this was a this is a you know Catholic college so I was able to do this, but I used the story out of the Bible that's one of the most recognized stories whether you've ever been to church or whether you've never been to church. It's one of the most recognized stories because it shows up four times in the Bible. It's crazy. It shows up four times in the Bible. And it's when uh, Jesus fed the five thousand people. Mm-hmm. Now, so wherever you land from a theology standpoint or anything like that, it's we can we can debate that later. But the story was very simple: that you know his disciples and him, he, they get off the boat and they walk up, and all of these people have been following Jesus around this whole time, and they get off the boat. And there's two and there's four, there's four stories so you learn something new every, in each story that you read right And what's fascinating is they see f- and the, the, the ancient texts say 5,000 men. Mm-hmm. that's how they wrote in the ancient texts. So we know that that actually means that there was more people there because they counted the men and so if you figure you know wives and children, yeah oh my goodness it could have been 15, 20,000 people there potentially. <laughs> here's here's the thing, this is so classic. In one of the in one of the accounts, you know they they just come across this boat, so it's Jesus and his disciples. They get off the boat, and I and I'm putting myself into one of the disciples. I would get off the boat and see like fifteen twenty thousand people, and the first thing that would go through my head is, "Dang, what in the world have we got ourselves into?" And here's what's crazy: Jesus saw the disciples and he had compassion. Yeah, I would have been unfortunately i would have been just the opposite but in the other account here's what happened and this is this is kind of this is kind of where we'll wrap up in the other account um, he asked the disciples because one of them comes up and says we need to send these people away because it's getting close to dinner time and they need to go eat and we don't have enough to eat and so jesus said to his disciples well you feed them and of course being pragmatic as they are One of the disciples says, well, that'd take a lot of money. (laughs) We don't have enough money. And then, of course, he already had the answer. And he looks at this one disciple and Philip, and he says, "Uh, you feed him." And Philip says, well, or Andrew comes up and says, no, it's Philip. Philip comes up and says, well, we have a little boy here who has five loaves and two fish. So the text just says... It a little boy, five loaves and two fish. This is what's so great. Had there been a period right there, it would have been a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, the disciple would have gone, hey, look, circumstance, I'm not a victim. We can be victorious. I can focus on what I can't control. Instead, he says this, but what is so little for so many. And I got to tell you, so many times in life, we come up to something, and we say, I would love to do that, but I don't have enough time. hmm I don't have enough money. Uh, I don't have enough smarts. I don't have enough energy, whatever the case may be. And we always end up focusing on the things that we believe is outside our control.
2: hmm
0: Of course, everybody knows how the story ends. Jesus took it. He blessed it, and he fed everybody on the hill, and he had left over. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just an amazing story because, and it's mostly a story for me more than anybody else. How many times has someone come up and said, hey, here's a circumstance, I really could use some help, and my response is, I would love to help, but. And I focus on all the things that I can't do versus all the things that I can't do. And I think that our ability to control our destiny has everything to do with focusing on what we can control versus getting stuck focusing on what we can't control so that was the message
1: but this isn't saying that we should say yes to everything
0: no no uh, don't don't miss don't 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 miss the big point of that because saying saying yes implies only one thing um, sometimes it might mean saying what about this and so if so good yeah but uh, so think about it. If if I have a boundary set in place that says I only I only tackle three young men to mentor at one time and a fourth one comes up to me mm-hmm. and I put those boundaries in place for reasons, right? To protect what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And a fourth one comes up to me and says, hey, would you be my mentor? Now, uh, a, a not control response would be I wish I could, but I have three and I don't have time. Yeah. Flip the switch, done. A control answer is, I'm full right now, so let's talk about options. If you're willing to wait a year, and there's a spot open, I'd love to have a conversation with you. However, if you feel like there's a need now, then let's talk about maybe some other people that could be options for you. Does that That's make sense? Great. Does that make sense?
1: I don't. Yeah, that's our problem. I say yes to everything. And it's
0: not about saying no. Sometimes it's it is. But it's like
1: that's a good that's a good way of looking at it of like giving them other options, which I've started to do. And
0: and that's that's when that's when you take your life back in to your control. Now, look. Faith would say and if you have faith, faith would say that you don't have to go through a lot of those things on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, if if that is where your life is, then you also need to realize that you don't have to do everything on your own and that you have the ability um, to rely on something bigger than you, right? But again, I go back to my proverb that we started with, two are better than one because there's a good return but pity the person who falls and has no one there to pick them up so anyway that was it that was the whole thing we did it in like 20 minutes of course it took a little bit longer there because I was telling stories and waving my arms and doing all this kind of stuff and everything but uh, I think they enjoyed it we'll see if they got one thing out of the whole thing
1: it should be good yeah so you already had it or are you doing it had it no. Oh.
0: <laughs> your brain is not working this morning. I know. Uh, bless your heart. I'm sorry. More sweet tea. Yeah. More, more stuff. You need a. You need like some fruit this morning to get you to get you going. I do. I know it. So, all right. We this was probably going to be one of our shorter shows.
1: No, Is there a ton of do, stuff to talk about. No, but I'm trying to find it real quick are
0: we gonna do high-low um we almost always do high-low yeah i felt this was more i mean well this was just kind of a download because i just because this thing was just fresh in my brain
1: yeah yeah there is man what are you doing
0: this is like dead air you're looking for something
1: i know there's some really good um fast Fast questions that I wanted
0: to ask you. Oh, some new fast questions. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Hey, while you're doing that, we need to remind everybody Fleestyle Summit is coming up. It is. And it's very important. I had it on my note to remind everybody Fleestyle Summit is coming up in September. Fleestyle Summit is if you're a mover or shaker, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, mover or shaker, this is designed just for you. W- wouldn't you say that's kind of the deal? Yeah. Yeah. And so. Uh, Fleestyle You need to go check that out for a couple of reasons. One, it's a cool summit, uh, but two, you are a panelist. You are a mentor. Uh, I am a I am a mentor. Yes, I, we've talked about that. I fall into the category of somehow I am supposed to inspire everybody. But we teased that a couple of weeks ago. We're going to talk about the experiential entrepreneur, uh, which is which I think is going to be kind of cool. Uh, have you figured out what you are going to talk about on your panel yet?
1: Um, ish. I am with a. I am with. It's not just me on my panel.
0: Oh, you're with a couple other people. Yeah. Man, I looked at those panelists. That's a pretty cool deal. I'm excited. So everybody needs to go to fleestyle.com and sign up for that because that is coming up in September. And I, is there limited seats on that, sis? I yes. think there is. Yeah, so there's limited seats on that. So you definitely want to get signed up. Um, one of the packages actually includes, I think, lunch with you.
1: Not lunch. All of them. Get lunch.
0: Oh, I thought private, like a private 30-minute hangout hangout session or something like Um. that. You have to go on and look. It's on their website. Yeah. It's on their website, uh, dot com. And, oh, also, I was going to talk to you about we may actually have a potential sponsor. I know. Oh, yeah? It's kind of exciting. I'm actually going to find out next week, and I'm kind of giddy about it. I don't know what a sponsor is supposed to do, but I think you just end up talking about We end up talking about everybody all the time because... You know that's just kind of how we are. We just talk about anybody and everybody because we love everybody. We just want everybody to do better. So, well, you obviously can't find what you're I can't looking find for it. Oh, because well. you've scrolled all the way through your I'm too many emails. Did digi- <laughs> Too many emails. Yeah. Oh dear. Bless your heart. All right. Anything else? No. Man, even with that, sis, we've been at it for forty minutes, so it's probably time. Yeah. Yeah. I love you.
1: I love you too.